0: I'm Bernie C. Adams, and on today's show, we have Ruth E. Hedges, who is the producer, the main person that puts on the Global Crowdfunding Convention. It's happened for six years now. And actually, this convention, I'm going to be at, I'm going to be moderating a fireside chat. This is October 23rd and the 24th in Las Vegas, Planet Hollywood. I'm stoked and uh, I'm excited to be there. I highly suggest you guys get there if you want to learn crowdfunding or even there's going to be a lot of investors in the room. And we'll have more in the notes about how you can get a discount on ticket prices. But in this show, we're gonna jump right into crowdfunding. You know, this is two fellow crowdfunders talking, and you know how I was geeking out just some of the things that we were talking about. For one, we go from reward based crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Then we talk about crowdfunding where you're raising money from investors and how Ruth was a part of the basically the act in 2012 that allowed people. To raise money, you didn't have to be a credit investor. You didn't have to be worth a million dollars or make $250,000 or more in two years in a row. So it opened up a lot of opportunity for people to invest in different projects, but also for startups to have the potential opportunity to raise money easier, to put your business plan to the masses and raise money. So we're going through The hacks that you can use to raise money, how to get influencers on board, some tactics on social media that you can use. Some of these things that apply to literally everything. And we were talking that the things that we talked about on this show and that we teach should be taught in every single school. Crowdfunding is just getting started. If you have an idea, you have a business, you're obviously going to need capital. And this show is going to teach you everything you can do to raise money from the crowd, to get investors on board. The biggest benefits of Crowdfunding. We go into some specific campaigns, where, like one of them, where they raised $1.2 million. It led to them getting bought out by Facebook for a billion dollars. We even talk about the Exploding Kittens campaign, which is a huge success, and some of the things that happened behind that, and so much more. So you're really going to enjoy this show. You're, you're going to love this. Anything crowdfunding you know I love talking about. But before we jump into the show, well, I want to talk about you, crowdfunding, are you interested in crowdfunding? Are you interested in building your personal brand and even taking it to the next step, combining your personal brand and crowdfunding in one? That's what we do at Accelerate Media Group. At Accelerate Media Group, we can help you raise money for your idea, or we can help you build your personal brand through video, photos, social media marketing, and more. So check out everything we got going on. It's at Acceleratemediagroup.com. Check out all the options we have for us to work with you, and who knows, Maybe we'll be working with you real soon. So let's jump right into it with Ruth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Bernice Adams, and today we have a special guest. And this is going to be fun because, as you know, I love crowdfunding. Some called me the king of crowdfunding. I've had quite the journey from my own experiences and work on some big campaigns. Today we have Ruth E. Hedges of Global Crowdfunding Convention. Ruth, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. I'm excited for this talk because anytime I can talk to a fellow crowdfunding expert and learn something, I mean, a conversation, I'm probably going to geek out on some of this stuff. Because this is my passion and I've lived it and I know you've lived it and you've, you've put on a great convention. I was just talking with my buddy, Kevin Harrington. He said he spoke at your event last year. And I mean, you've been doing this for six years now and there's so much knowledge you can share on just crowdfunding loan from unaccredited investors, from reward base and everything else you put on. So Ruth, let's first step back and get into how you even got into this crowdfunding space. What even led you to all of this?
1: Hi. Well, so <laughs> it really is all about the money. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> money dr- dried up in our economy back uh, in during the dot-com days. Kickstarter and Indiegogo were just starting to sort of become a thing, not a big thing at the time. Uh, there was a platform called Artist Share, which was actually the precursor to those platforms. Yeah. Uh 2003, they launched a platform which uh, artists raised money for their, to develop their music. Uh, 29 people have been nominated for Grammy awards and 10 have won Grammys from artist share. So they were really the, you know, the early, early pioneers. Um, When we saw this, a group of us got together and decided that we would need to go to Congress and have them enact a law that would allow people to sell securities um, using the same crowdfunding process. And um, we did. And on April 5th, 2012, President Obama signed into law uh, Title 34A6 into the JOBS Act, uh, which allows people to sell securities to 350 million Americans. And um, 417 congressmen and two thirds of the Senate said yes. And then they lost their minds ever since. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know, right? It, it's just yeah. crazy when they came out. So for people that don't know much about like when this passed, just let them know what it, what it allowed us to do, what it gave the public, the, the ability to do.
1: So prior to the jobs act of 2012, you were only allowed to look at a business plan. If you signed subscription docs and you were an accredited investor, And that meant that you had a net worth of a million dollars or you made $200,000 for two years in a row. Mm -hmm. And then you could review a business plan of a startup. And then if you wanted to, you could invest some money. Now, that population is only 8.7 million people in the whole United States. So it's a very small group. And of that 8.7 million, only about 450,000 of them actually actively invested in any given year. So you really have a very small range of the population So you as a startup, the chances that you would cross paths with those kind of investors are slim and none. That's why it's such a big struggle for startups to raise money. So with the the JOBS Act, now we opened up this investment opportunity to everybody. And it doesn't matter your net worth. Your net worth only comes into play when you decide uh, to invest. Then you're capped at a certain amount. So your risk is minimized.
0: So so basically what it does... Is it allows for one for the entrepreneur startup looking to get investment much easier route for them to raise money through the crowd, and for the person that wants to invest, they don't have to be a accredited investor. They can they can be able to put in what what is the limit? I can't remember. Um, so if if, it's
1: it's two thousand dollars. If you make forty thousand dollars a year or less, it's two grand. Mm-hmm. And then it it goes up to um, the maximum amount for anybody in the United States. Like, say, Bill Gates wanted to invest in a crowdfunding offering. He would be capped at $100,000. Okay. So it's anywhere between $2,000 and 100000 for any anybody. And it's all based on your income. You go to the funding portal. You register. You tell them how much money you make. They tell you how much you can invest.
0: So what does the process look like for an entrepreneur out there that wants to go through this route to get investment on a crowdfunding platform?
1: Um, so there is a bunch of stuff they have to do. Um, they have to do all the same things they would do on Kickstarter or Indiegogo in terms of creating a video, a press release, um, building the you know beautiful graphics, the right story, email marketing, social media marketing. All of those things are exactly the same. There's just no reward. Instead, there's stock. So you're buying stock instead of getting the product at below manufacturing suggested retail price or getting a T-shirt or a cap or a thank you or any of the usual suspects on a, on a Kickstarter, for example. Um, that's pretty much, you know, the difference. And, and you ha- but, you, but you as the issuer, you're now an issuer, uh, which means you're issuing stock to the public. You have to write a business plan or have some way to explain the business that you're soliciting the funds for. And you have to have, um, a financial statements and you have to have a valuation. Like how did you come to determine the price of this thing? You know, and yeah, a bunch and, of other stuff like that.
0: And, and so for most of you that don't know, so there's reward based crowdfunding, Kickstarter Indiegogo, where you put up a, a campaign and people are basically pre-ordering your product. They're giving you money to invest in your idea in return. You give them cool perks but the crowdfunding we're talking here is crowdfunding where you can actually raise money. They can get a percentage of your company and it's, it's just like no different than when you're going to different meetings and you're trying to raise money from investors, but you can put it on a crowdfunding platform. You can put it to the world and be able to raise it much easier. But, so for somebody right now that would want to do this, what would be your best tips, Ruth, to have success from your experience or you've seen for the money raise to be able to have the most successful raise?
1: Well, you know, it's all about your a combination of several things. One, your social footprint. How big are you out on the world? If people mm-hmm. Google you, if you Google you, what do you see? Whatever you see, they're going to see. If they don't see much, you don't have as good a chance of raising the money. Yeah. Um, you really want to be a thought leader in whatever it is. So if you're, you know, creating a medical device, or you're creating a, a restaurant, or you're creating, a, you know, a, a, you're a fashion designer obviously you need to be writing about these things for a long time prior to the launch of your campaign. So people can read your thoughts and believe in your story and understand how this whole thing evolved over a period of months and years. Um, People who just like show up two weeks ago and say, I have an idea. Let me just throw this, slap this thing up on, you know, on on Kickstarter and set it and forget it are destined you know, for disaster failure. Yeah. So, So, so
0: so it's similar. It's similar to you look at reward base and and getting actually doing crowdfunding investment. you still have to be a thought leader or you have to build up your own audience. A lot of people, the big assumption they have is they think that people are just going to give them money. And what I have found out from my own experience is for one, you need to give something of value. In this case, it'd be giving them a piece of the pie of your company. But if you've built up a track record and I'm already thinking, so if I was going to go that I've never done uh, crowdfunding for, in this area. But if I were going to do it, I would obviously go to all the people that have a lot of money in my network who believe in me. They've already worked with me. I've made them money to show them the value of what I'm doing, create an awesome video showing just this whole process. You got to have a whole business plan and, and be able to call on them and then call on my audience. Correct? I mean, basically just be able to call on them And show them what you're doing and have a a really strategic plan put in place, but live online.
1: Yeah. So, so 40% of crowdfunding money is raised by email marketing, Mm -hmm. marketing automation, drip campaigns. Those are very important. Lead gen pages on the front end, building that list long, long, long before you're going to start the campaign
0: is extremely important. So let's walk through this because this is definitely something that we, we do when we work with clients. And what for somebody listening right now, how could they make that a successful process? What this looks like from beginning of the campaign where they put the email to the end, what let's, let's walk the audience through this.
1: Okay. So just, just as an FYI, I actually built software that helps people do this. It's called CrowdfundingCRM.com, And we built a whole planning tool with a virtual vault where, you know, you can go and read a, an ebook somewhere. You can download, you can go to, Any of these platforms, they have like a university or some, you know, a lot of content on how to do this. But then when you actually are sitting there looking at a Word document, an empty screen and (laughs) saying, oh, wait, what did they say I'm supposed to do now? It becomes much more complicated. So we, we created a virtual planning tool where you can store all of this and develop it with your team online together, where the direction is next to the form where you would actually create the content and you can go back and reread it over until you gets, you know, gets through to you. Um, but basically you, the, one of the first things I tell people is you need a team. So you increase your chances of raising the money by 70%. If you have a team of four or more people working on this with you. And because it's like literally like a, a, a full-time job when you get into it, I'm, I'm sure you can relate to this. Yeah. Um, you really need to share that effort with people but more importantly, you get to sh- you get to take advantage of the social footprint they have. So, if, for example, I have eighty thousand Twitter followers amongst my Twitter accounts. I have a big LinkedIn network. I have you know all this a, a, a whole community. I would be very valuable on somebody's team. For example, mm-hmm. and you would too. You know what I mean? So you you definitely want to build a team. This is not a solopreneur kind of way of raising money unless you just need a few thousand dollars. But if you want to raise any serious money or definitely do equity, you need that team. And then you want to build a lead gen page. So like, for example, if you go to somebody's website, they're usually talking about the product. They're not talking about the crowdfunding campaign. So prior to them launching the crowdfunding campaign, where are you going to learn about the crowdfunding campaign that's coming? You know, you build a lead gen page and it starts to tell the story you get people to opt in, you get their name and email address, and now you can put them on the drip campaign where you can nurture them through a series of emails and get them excited to want to share some of this with their friends and get their friends to opt in. And that's how you build a crowd.
0: So I wonder if this goes the same for reward base. So from, from statistics and past campaigns, everything else, they say you need to get 30 to 40% of your total funding goal in the first 48 hours to have the best chance of success in reward-based crowdfunding. Does that go true as well in the industry that you're in for doing investment crowdfunding? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. And the reason is if you can't convince your real friends, your real relatives, the real people that you have a real relationship with business partners, clients, that you uh, that they should invest with you how are you going to ever convince strangers to do that and if they show up on your crowdfunding campaign and they see on day 1 that not a single dollar even this is this is like the most this is the basic 101 biggest worst mistake people make is they send me a tweet because they know I'm a you know a crowdfunding and they will you share this ruth please retweet this and i you know if i have time i'll look at their thing and i'll go to their page and it's 2 weeks in And they don't have a single dollar, not a single dollar. And I'm thinking your parents can't take pity on you. Your brother, you don't have a single person on the entire planet that would care enough about what you're trying to do to give you five bucks, 10 bucks, no backers, no money. Biggest. That's a recipe for disaster every time.
0: hundred percent. That's the same thing I see Ruth is we can really relate because what I'll have is people reach out to me and say, Brent, can you save my campaign? And they're 14 days in. Mm-hmm. and or they're the day before launch that's the best one and they tell me where they're at and i'm like oh like i almost tell them you need to delay your launch you're gonna fail and the thing is your family and friends you should be able to get them to believe in your vision if you can't get them to how are you going to get a stranger even back in 2014 when i did my first campaign it was three of us it was my business partner now andrew Zlasky, my girlfriend and i we raised 26 grand in 33 days it was the hardest money we raised But we raised it because we leveraged our network, which did get some actually outside backers and built up the brand. But for any campaign you do, and you almost want to set yourself up where you can't fail because, again, if you can get that 30 to 40, 50% committed before the launch, and what this consists of is me going to a person that believes in what I'm doing, and I say, hey, here's what I'm going to get you in return. I'm going to offer you a bunch of value. I need you to put in 10 grand or whatever amount of money. On day one, if you can get enough of those backers, you're you're going to get that hype at the beginning and nobody wants to be the first. If you can at least get the first people lined up, then the outsiders see it. They're intrigued, especially when you have 48 hours in and you see, wow, they've already raised 50% of their totally goal, total goal. I need to jump on this.
1: Exactly. So for all, all you
0: listeners, no matter what kind of fundraising, for any time you're going to do a launch, Make sure, especially when you have something public, make sure you have your ducks in a row. You have the funding, funding allocated because that is what it's going to allow you to get funding you never expected. And no matter what field is, especially your promotion, and this is, we'll talk about this too. Ambassador, I call it an ambassador campaign. You said if you have at least four people on your team, you have a much better chance of success. Well, that's four people. Each person has a different following. What we also do too is get people to have a following like yourself or anybody else and get them committed to back on day one and give them some kind of special perk or offer, maybe even, uh, do a favor for them. And then you're hitting multiple, it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game.
1: Absolutely. It's totally a numbers game, but it's a, it's a combination of a lot of work coming together, in a, in a perfect unit, you, you know, universe, like basically. So, so all of the, the, the blog writing and the thought leadership that you develop, your social media stuff, your Facebook friends and Twitter followers and what they do for you, whether they share things and retweet and all that. And then your PR that we didn't talk about, you know, getting some press obviously is really important. Um, go, contacting bloggers that are experts in the subjects and maybe hoping they'll cover your story. Yeah. Um, There's a whole bunch of steps that have to come together perfectly for people to be really successful doing this. And if they don't make the effort, they'll never know if it can happen. It's not, it's not guaranteed to happen for everyone, but at least they have a choice and if they put the effort in, they're they're 50% there as opposed to doing nothing when they're 100% not going to get any money.
0: So let's talk about PR. You know, that's a big thing. Everybody's like, how do I get exposure for my campaign? What are some techniques you guys have, have done before from your experience have been the best practices to be able to get exposure for a campaign that you're doing?
1: So, again, this, you know, writing... Writing material, even on LinkedIn, like LinkedIn lets you post, you know, you can write blog posts and put on your LinkedIn account. And now it's public. So all that stuff's public. So when writers are out there looking to write about a story, they're going to Google that particular subject, and they're going to see your name popping up because you're writing all this stuff. And now they look, read your stuff and go, wow, this is exactly the kind of expert. I need a quote from this person. Let me contact them. And I have been extremely successful because, maybe because, I happen to be an expert in the niche market, which there isn't a lot of experts in. Um, I've been in Forbes seven times, the Wall Street Journal, Huffington Post. Fifty-seven publications have interviewed or quoted me around my expertise in crowdfunding. So in that case, I've been extremely lucky with with media.
0: But but once you get some media on board, you're able to use the proof of track record to be able to get more media the fact that you already did get that hey i was i was featuring forbes or whatever, then they instantly are seeing you as a credible source as well
1: oh, Absolutely, and it makes, oh, it, absolutely. Easier it, makes it easier for you right and they know that they're they know what they're going to get when they contact me they're not going to they know you know they have a limited amount of time they have a, a deadline um you know
0: but But also focus on the story because the the problem I see is some people are like, hey, I have a crowdfunding, can you give it publicity? People don't want to just promote your stuff, but if you have a good story, that's it. it Story, then what happens is in return, okay, by the way, we're doing this campaign, they'll they'll give you that exposure for it, and that's a thing. Self promotion, people like that, but if you can give a good story and maybe it's timely, it's it's perfect for something going on right now, and even if they don't take the story now mark it down because they might take that story in a few months.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, this is not, I'm trying to get people to embed in their DNA crowdfunding on both sides from, you know, all through their life. So it, it should be taught in school. Mm-hmm. It should be something that you automatically are, are, are understand that as you develop your entrepreneurial brand You're building it with the intention that someday you may need to use it to raise money. So now you're like light years away ahead of everyone else who wakes up and says, Oh my God, I'm my bank account. I'm going to be broken two weeks. I've got to set up a crowd. No, you're already preparing for this maybe years before you actually may need to do it or not do it. But either way, it's not going to, it's not a waste of time because everything that you and I are talking about is brand building or crowdfund building, they're almost identically the same.
0: I I love you brought this up because this is a good point to make. So I, people think of crowdfunding, they see Kickstarter Indiegogo, they see doing an an investment crowdfunding where people can actually invest and get a percentage. But every single day, I mean, even for different things that I do, I'm raising money from the crowd. Heck, the presidential election was mm-hmm. a cro- a very, one of the most successful crowdfunding campaigns out there, whether, whether it was Obama, Donald Trump, because they raised money from the crowd. They had some of the the best marketing campaigns I've ever seen on Facebook where it makes it easy for you to get money. So you're, again, they're raising money from the crowd to support their campaign. So for you, whether it is on a, a regular platform like Kickstarter Indiegogo, go or it's just you raising money from the crowd, you must always be building up that audience, becoming a thought leader in your own niche, and then also giving a great offer that people feel that they can be a part of and get value out of. So again, it doesn't mean you have to have a specific platform that you raise the money on. You could be crowdfunding, just literally raising money from your own website. So like you said, I mean, these tactics should be taught, especially in every industry, because this can help you in other areas of your life.
1: Absolutely. And and especially in like, you know, college, uh, entrepreneurship courses, MBA classes, and then the rest of us should be educated to understand that we are now angel investors. Every one of us is now a legal angel investor. And if we got a Christmas bonus, we should take that money or some of that money and look and look on a, go to a funding portal. There's 29 registered funding portals with FINRA today with hundreds of business plans and videos and, you know, presentations where you can buy stock in these companies. And if you look at like the Oculus Rift story, which was crowdfunded in 2013, they raised like $1.2 million. Then they got like $40 million of venture capital. They got 9,000 backers. And then they were bought out by Facebook a year and a half later for a billion dollars. Brandon, if that had been equity, and those 9,000 people who put in 300 bucks a piece had actually bought $300 worth of stock, they would have gotten a $40,000 return when that Facebook deal went through in just a year and a half on a $300 investment.
0: And this is the power of the world we live in. And it, it blows my mind how some people still don't know what crowdfunding is, the, the what is happening now. And if you don't, you need to understand this. And we're talking about it in a bit. Uh, or in a bit, about a big event that we, well, you're putting on here in Vegas, and I'll be attending, which will teach people about crowdfunding, what is out there, having the top thought leaders in the world at this event. But again, learn crowdfunding. It gives you the opportunity to be able to fund your own projects or to get in on other projects. And this is just the beginning. Let's talk about, Ruth, where do you see crowdfunding going in the next two to five years? What is going to happen with crowdfunding?
1: So... We already exceeded last year venture capital funding, which was $60 billion. So all the VCs in the world matched exactly what the crowdfunders did around the world. And we obviously have much more money than venture capitalists do. And, you you know, you don't need credit and collateral to go to a bank like you would to go to a bank. I mean, it's just going to continue to explode. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, the problem that we're having is that we still don't have enough people that understand or know that it's a thing. It's not like people are Googling, um, you know, like, like say you wanted to go to Coachella or you wanted to go to South by Southwest, you would Google and go, oh, you know, I think I want to go to South by Southwest next year. Let me, let me Google it and see when it's what the date is and make sure I book my ticket. Nobody's Googling crowdfunding conventions and saying they have to go to one next year because they don't even know it's a thing. And that's really been the biggest problem for the industry is that the industry is a startup. It's only eight, nine, ten years old. It's very new, and it's built on the backs of startups who are mostly underfunded startup crowdfunding companies. There's no big money behind crowdfunding yet. We haven't had big corporations come in and, you know, put put tens of millions of dollars behind any of these companies. Really, Indiegogo raised forty million dollars, but that's you know, like they're far and few between. And when you look at other industries like social media, for example, look at all the money behind Twitter. Look at all the money behind Facebook. Look at all the money behind Instagram. You don't see that kind of money behind Indiegogo and Kickstarter funding portals.
0: Yeah. I mean, not yet. And not yet. Right. You, you look at some people don't realize there's some big companies that are jumping in. A lot of people see Indiegogo, Kickstarter, and they think uh, that it's just for regular startups and entrepreneurs. I mean, even some of the clients we've worked with are multi-millionaires and they use crowdfunding as a way to get some more exposure. And you look at some of these big companies that are hiring firms like myself or Excel media group or other companies where they pay, they, I mean they may spend $50,000 on the campaign or even more, but it's a great way for them to reach a different audience, to get more exposure and to get more benefits. So let's talk about Ruth because this is one thing I, I try to really explain to others beyond raising the money there are so many other benefits that happen from crowdfunding. What are some things you have seen from different experiences, the benefits of crowdfunding beyond just the money that you raise?
1: Well, like you said, I mean, lots of corporations like Sony, Samsung. I mean, there's a whole section on Indiegogo on corporate, you know, like little platforms inside of the big platform where you, where they are using indiegogo platform to test market ideas before they go and invest um we have a a platform called caring crowd it's a johnson and johnson owns it they're coming for their second year to the convention and they test market um research they get the crowd to pay for the research for 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 things that are you know like there's just not necessarily a huge audience but these people have you know, either they're sick with some disease or relatives are sick with some disease. And they're saying, look, if we can, the crowd's willing to pay for the research, then, and we come up with a, you know, a solution, then they'll manufacture the drug to cure the disease. And that's hugely powerful.
0: You know, it's also bearing off the risk. So if the the crowd doesn't demand it or back it, then well, okay, then it must not be something that people want. And that's another thing. It's using the crowd's money to be able to create it and you come out profitable versus spending so much money on something and putting it out there and then realizing nobody wants it. I mean, that's another thing. The validation and the research and the, the feedback that you get from the market, because some of the best things you get is just people giving you feedback on the product, advice, the partnerships that you get. I mean, some of the campaigns we've done alone from doing on Indiegogo and Kickstarter have raised the valuation of the company, plus attracted hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment just because they saw the Indiegogo campaign, plus the fact that the different partnerships you can get from this.
1: I mean, Absolutely. I mean, that is de- definitely, you know, it's called the wisdom of the crowd. So basically, a VC and angel looks at a campaign like a Oculus Rift and goes, holy Moses, 9,000 people in 30 days? back this. I mean, we had exploding kittens last year at the convention. They had 218,000 backers, the largest by twice of any other campaign ever in the history of any platform. And it was for a silly little card game about kittens and cats. And I still don't even understand it. But they raised $8 million in 30 days. And they were blowing up PayPal, blowing up Indiegogo. I mean, every... Money was coming in so fast they couldn't believe it, and it, you know this is the kind of stuff. So obviously, you could be sure if they went to a VC after that, they would have no problem raising additional rounds of funding.
0: So, what what do you think in your mind? Just curious, why exploding kittens was so successful? What was the key points behind their campaign? that why so many people gave them money?
1: Well, what part of it was that the the, the artist who created the kittens was a famous, at least in this community. Nobody I had ever heard of, but he was supposedly a famous artist who had a community of fans. So he already, and that's another thing, like um, there was a, a, a regulation A plus um, platform that raised $10 million in five days uh, a, f- a few months ago. And again, they, ha- they had an email list of 100 clients, actual clients, 150,000 of them. And they got 7,500 backers to invest money and own stock in the company that, that, you know, those, so the bigger community you have that are already you're engaged with is, is, you know, is invaluable.
0: Again. And it's also, like you said, it's a community and you may not know that, but if they have their own community, there's different niches. So if you can get a uh, influencer in the industry, whether let's say the music industry or, uh, art industry or whatever it means, because there's always different fans. And if you can cater to them and give them the right product, they will back it. But what that allows you to do is opens you up to other potential audiences. So if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, I get Brandon Ruth. I, I don't have an audience. I'm starting from scratch. Well, there's opportunities to find people with that audience that believe in what you're doing and get them on board to support your campaign, to give you that boost that you need.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. I mean it's it's that's why I'm saying anything you can do now, you know, like a lot of people spend an enormous amount of time on Facebook talking about or Twitter or Instagram talking about nonsensical stuff that will never ever create any value in their life. If they were to take that same effort and and start to build a brand around themselves, I mean I can't even imagine how much more productive and when when they're ready to then go and convert that audience who's now looked at them as a thought leader or an expert in something or whatever it is. I mean, even, even I'll give you an example. My daughter has been watching this girl on YouTube uh, put on mascara and like for hours she can sit there and watch this girl. She's got um, over a million followers and she's making a living off of putting on mascara on YouTube, but at least she took something, she didn't just sit there and go on YouTube and just talk about nothing. She actually focused on one specific thing. And now she's got, she's got uh, makeup companies that are paying her to use their mascara and yada, yada. It, it,
0: it is. And it's funny. I'm glad you say this because this is what I preach and this is what I do every day. I mean, literally, we're making money from the things that we put out on social media because we're adding value. We're not just posting about how we don't like something. Anytime I do something, it's with purpose. It's to give value to the audience. And one of our past guests here, it was like two years ago, um, or a year and a half ago, we had Aspen Ovar. And that's what it made me think of that. She has a YouTube channel. At that time, it was one million. I think it's three million now where she put on makeup, mascara. She showed how to do it. And these companies were paying her buku bucks because she had an audience of girls that followed her and watched it and they bought the stuff. So figure out what your, or your offering is, what value you can give. Put it out online, put it on a Facebook Live, Facebook videos, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. And then what you do is since people trust you, they believe in what you're doing and the value that you give, eventually they're going to buy from you and you may not even sell to them and they're going to say, hey, can you help me with this? And that's where you figure out when somebody demands something, that's where there's an opportunity to make money. And this can relate to crowdfunding or anything else. Ruth, let's, let's jump into the convention. So you have this huge convention. It's is this the sixth year? It's actually happened six time?
1: Yes, this is our sixth year. We've done this since uh, 2012, and it's at Planet Hollywood, October 23rd and 24th. Uh, Microsoft is one of our sponsors. Forbes is one of our sponsors. Um, we have you know some of the best, biggest names in the crowdfunding industry as speakers. Uh, we do some really fun stuff. We have an uh, the crowdfunding award show and an after-party in the London Club at Planet Hollywood, uh, c- lots of cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and all that kind of stuff. Um, we have a um, a game show in the middle of the day called Who Wants to Raise a Million Dollars? And nice. we actually invite audience members who we want to see if they've actually been listening to any of this stuff that you and I have been talking about, for example. And we pay them cash for going on the game show on the on the stage and, and answering these questions correctly, just like you would if you were playing the millionaire game. And, um, and then we have uh, a, a crowd, crowdfund live uh, marketplace in the expo. Last year we had 65 companies who, were, who brought like a pull-up sign and a laptop, and they were showing their – either they were in the middle of crowdfunding live or they were going to be crowdfunding soon, and they wanted to just start building an audience and getting names and, and email addresses and stuff like that. And then we also have a live pitching from the stage on Tuesday night. We have a bunch of in, actual – um, VC and angel investors. Last year we had 15 of them. We'll probably exceed that this year. And then the audience, which of course is, is investors. Um, I'm really excited this year because Forbes is bringing two clients with them that we're going to do a fireside chat, uh, that evening. One of them is an NBA basketball player and he is raising money for this very cool app that he's building. And, um, they're going to talk about how authority marketing ties into what he's doing with Forbes and us on this Reggae Plus offering. And he's trying to raise $10 million. So it's going to be a really fun event. And I'm excited that you're going to be there too.
0: I'm, I'm excited. And everybody listening for one, I like the pitch from the stage. Like, who knows, I might be giving some backing for some of these projects. But if you're interested, if you're looking to raise money, you're looking to raise money if you're looking to learn more about crowdfunding connect with some top influencers you got to come to this event it's going to be in vegas which i can't wait Uh, it's going to be in vegas on october 23rd and 24th it's a global crowdfunding convention and you can find out
1: let me me give you some information so you can go to the website is the gccworld.com the T H E G C C World dot com, and if you use the the three letters G C C, which sounds stands for Global Crowdfunding Convention, in it turns into a coupon code, and you can save twenty percent off tickets. So G C C is the coupon code.
0: The G C C World dot com is the website. For all of you listeners right now, highly suggest checking that out. Getting yourself a ticket. I'm going to be there moderating uh, Fireside Chat, sharing a little wisdom of some of the influencers we worked with, some of the biggest crowdfunding campaigns we've been a part of. And Ruth, I'm looking forward to meeting you and all the people there. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm stoked because from what I've heard of this, and I know some of the people that are going to be in the room, if you're listening right now, this is going to be an event you want to get to. You know, I've always talked about the power events and being in a room with your network is your net worth. This room will have a lot of money in it it's going to have people that can potentially back what you're trying to do or somebody that can teach you how to raise the money you need. So Ruth, any other words you can share with the audience uh, or any other value you want to share with them for best advice?
1: Uh, no, I just I just want to say that if you think about what did you do last year to raise money and think about if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. So, you know, <laughs> take a chance. Join us at the Global Crowdfunding Convention. It has changed people's lives. We've had people and sponsors come every single year. Um, We've had people from 22 countries as far away as Singapore, Australia, India, China, uh, spend 22 hours on a plane each way to come to this convention. So clearly
0: there's a lot of value. Get your tickets. Get there. I'll be there. We're going to be hanging out. Uh, Ruth, thank you so much for coming on the show I appreciate your time. It's been fun. It's, it's always fun to talk uh, with a f- fellow crowdfunding expert and who knows what we can collaborate on in the future. And uh, for all, all you listeners out there, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the show with Ruth. So much value there in crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is an industry you need to learn about. It's obviously, if you are an entrepreneur, you're looking to raise money for anything. Crowdfunding is a great option. It's becoming more and more popular. If you want to come through the event and hang out with me, you want to come to the Global Crowdfunding Convention, it's October 23rd through the 24th in Las Vegas. You can check out everything there. Get your tickets at www.thegccworld.com. That's www.thegccworld.com. And also, if you want to learn more about this show, get the notes or discounts. You can go to livetogrind.com. Check out the notes on this show, and you can get everything there. So that's all I got for the show, y'all. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.